Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is the Don't Punt Hour with former Nebraska receiver. Throwing over the middle, completes the pass. He's got speed to the end zone. Touchdown! 45 yards. And return specialist. This time he beats the kicker in one more. DeMornay Pearson out. Only does the sideline have confidence in Pearson out. But Pearsonell has confidence in Pearsonell. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights. I'm Harrison Arth, as always, on the ones and twos. And this is the Don't Punt Hour with the host, as always, the morning personnel streaming in. Uh, and again, if you guys ever want to join the show, Sarder Heyman text line, that's 402-464-5685. Streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and of course, Allo Channel 961. Uh, the morning personnel, there's a few things I want to get to tonight. Uh, but first of all, how's it going on this Tuesday night? It's going good. You know, it's warm. It's not cold. <laughs> yeah. I'll take that as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. Anyone uh, around the region, it's knock on wood. I'll say that much. I'm, I'm not not going to count on a March blizzard because uh, we've seen it before. But nonetheless, we just wrapped up with Outside the Box with Joel Norman and uh, Mike Zanell. He hopped in there too, along with a couple of Stars players. Never had the chance to ask you, how was your puck drop for the Lincoln Stars? I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Oh, you still got to get your puck drop in. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done that. I've been... Uh... They said something. I think they put a. They sent me a link or something like that. I, I I'm not too too sure. Uh, yeah, I haven't got I haven't got to do that yet. So I'm waiting to do that. I got my jersey and everything though. But okay, that's why I'm mixing up then because I saw the jersey. Which by the way, the jerseys are sick. If uh, if you're not a Stars fan, the merch alone might just swing you over. I'm. Not, uh, how did I seen uh Ricky? I think Ricky had a black one. What happened there? What what's going on? Yeah, they got the. It just you it depends on the night you pick. That's part of it, right? You can get the. I'm hoping. Mine's on the April twelfth. I'm hoping they're wearing the whites that night, but I could be wrong. We'll see. Well, I'll take whatever I get. It's a, uh, it's the kind of an awesome deal to even be able to do that thing. But yeah, I think you got the black one just as a luck of the draw. Those are the jerseys they're wearing that night. Wow. I think they got black, blue, and white. I think the white ones are the cleanest, but up to debate. I got. I haven't. I haven't seen the blue one. I've, I've seen the white one, and I've seen the black one. I was like, whoa! I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be careful when you pick the dates there. Well, when we do get to that, I'll be sure you'll m- make sure to announce the date, and we'll promote that. Get people out to the ice box, watch the morning Pierce Snell for the puck drop. But up until then, I do want to go through some way too early Nebraska football predictions because the over unders already came out, uh, and the over unders at seven and a half. And this number will probably change as we get closer. Again, we haven't even seen the spring game yet, so. With these way too early predictions, don't go off and run away with it. But I just want to start and see if you hit over or under on the seven and a half wins. And we'll just go game by game. And you can tell me win or loss just to see where we're feeling on February 20th on these way too early predictions. First game, home game. You got four home games in a row to start this thing out. Um, Obviously not counting the spring game. So August 31st, you open up the season. Home, UTEP. Win. Yep. Okay. Me too. Not a lot to talk about on that one. I think the you, you don't want to sound the alarms, but you're not feeling good if you, you take a loss on August 31st. So you and me both got to win. We start out the season 1-0. Next game, home game, Colorado. Revenge. Win. Yeah, I, I like winning that one too. Are you worried we, at all? We, we, we had them as just turnovers. Like we for the, for the first half, you know, they can say whatever. I know they got reloaded and beefed up the offensive line. You still got to be physical. You got to come to Lincoln. 
uh, no altitude, uh, better quarterback situation, I, I think we win that. I think there's a reasonable argument to it because, again, that team only won four games last year. They, they were on top of the world when they beat us, and they got humbled pretty quickly. You know, they lose to a Stanford team later down the road. So I'm with you there. I'm not... I'm not looking at this Colorado team as like, oh my God, guys, we, we got to play them again. This is a good opportunity. I think they'll be better. Uh, but like you said, we, we kind of proved it last year. Without the turnovers, that might be a different game. So I got Colorado as a win as well. Real quick, before we move off Colorado, did you see the mock drafts that already got Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter as possible one-two? Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not shocked, honestly. Uh Sure, sure. Depending, you know, quarterbacks always, you know, he's probably ranked the number one quarterback for his class, mm -hmm. rightfully so. Um, it just depends. You never, you never know, you know, what organization needs a quarter. Uh, I mean, a quarterback. I mean, you know, the 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 Travis Hunter thing. Um, I mean, you you can pick that. That's right now. You, you, we don't know, you know, what the draft's gonna look like. Who's gonna need what? So, I mean. It's not in stone, but, you know, I, I can see Travis, you know, probably a top eight pick, honestly. Yeah, and I, I bring that up simply for the fact that it's like, even though I'm Nebraska biased, those guys are good. I, I can yeah. actually, I can see that happening. Chador. Sure. See, he's I mean, going he, he's gonna to have to pick a side. Like, uh -huh. do you want to be a corner or do you want to be a receiver on offense? Like, yeah, you can do that in, in college, you know, but Adore, Adore Jackson did both ways when he got to the league one side you know Charles Woodson he did both ways when he got to the league one side so you know you're you're gonna you're gonna have to pick you're mm -hmm. like they're 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 gonna ask you know what are you a corner or you know a receiver to be honestly I think he probably has a higher selling at DB that's just me yeah I'm with you there too I just think DB what he what he's already shown his ability to just track anybody that I mean, you, have, you have a you have a uh, you know a hall of fame coach right there to like come on now like, <laughs> yeah like, come on now. I like, guess that that's it's not rocket science. Like, come on. Yep. So I'm with you there. I just think that's what's going to be next year interesting, too, is that despite me, I still think those guys are incredible and I won't be surprised to see that happen. Uh, I'd be amazed, but not entirely surprised. I still think Nebraska has a chance. That's why I don't want to point sure. that out. Shador Sanders, sure. if you give him time, he'll dice you up. Uh, but if you kind of had the Tony White package we had last year, you saw it. You can give him problems if you get him out of his comfort zone. So that's going to be a big game. I, I'll be honest, how much does that game set the trajectory for the season? Or is that just one game, win or lose, doesn't matter that much? Um, I think it would be like a measuring stick. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, you know, year two in a program, year two in Colorado, you know, more comfortable. They got, you know, weapons to sure the things that they had, that they needed, you know, they went out and got it. So I think they're going to be a stronger Colorado team. Um, I just think, you know, for what's to come and who we face, you know, in the Big Ten, um, I don't think it's like, oh yeah, if we do that, you know, we're we're gonna win ten games. But it definitely the competition that you're that that the talent that they have on that team, I don't think uh, there's gonna be um, you know a whole lot other teams that can compare to that. Yep, and that's just one to circle. I, it's I think I'm with it. I think it's gonna be a little bit of a measuring st stick, litmus test, whatever you want to call it. If you can find a way to take down Colorado, kind of get some of the bad taste out of your mouth because we've had plenty of games in recent history where Colorado has just kind of been that bugaboo for Nebraska. So you can figure a way to conquer that one. Um, you set yourself on a pretty good track because then up next, next game, another home game uh, before you get to your last one, before you hit the road, Northern Iowa, you and I. 
win. I'm with you there. So we're both starting out 3-0 and with the toughest game probably being Colorado. Uh, but, you know, we've seen we've lost to Georgia Southern before, so you don't want to guarantee anything. Up next, Illinois, last home game before we hit the road. September. Win. Are you thinking with Brett Belima on this Illinois program, does that thing ever come to fruition, or do you think it just kind of bubbles to a few bowl seasons and nothing else? Uh, I mean, he's honestly, for what he's done, um, even when they had Lovey Smith there, you know, uh, Illinois really wasn't mm-hmm. anything crazy about. I think, you know, he's done a better job um, in the recent years, years of, the, you know, the guys that has been there. Um, can it get better? Yes, but you have to win. So, I mean, you you can you can control some of those Chicago, um, Illinois players going out of state, keep those guys in in in, in the state um, and getting, you know, a couple splash recruits here and there. I think they'll be good, but nothing, nothing like Wisconsin or a Penn State or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mid, middle of the pack. Honestly, that's just how I see it. Yep. And again, I. Brett Palima, originally when he first got to Illinois, I was pretty, I was pretty scared, <laughs> especially with seeing what he was able to do uh, with Wisconsin, just the kind of bully style he runs. I'm like, well, that's gonna, that's gonna fit and plug into the Big Ten, and it, it really did early on. But the recruits just haven't that, been following that, suit with it, and it's that, tough that in part, Illinois. That that part, you know, so you you gotta coach your guys there. Um, you you gotta bring in the type of the type of kids that you know fit your system that that do it well. You know, at Wisconsin, it felt like they was reloading the same <laughs> yeah. person and and the next guy up was better than the one that just left yep so um melvin gordon you, know, you just pick your running back you got a you got a future you know, nfl so, back in there i mean that and then you know they had offensive line two three first rounders you yeah. know every every year so mm-hmm. um it, it takes time to kind of build that it takes time to kind of you know hit those same spots because wisconsin is different than illinois you know, there's no attraction to Illinois. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, you you got to do things a little bit different. But, again, like I said, he's starting on a good track. You are, you're going to bowl games, which counts. You know, you're winning, um, you know, over five, six games, which counts. So, he's on the right track. And I'm not I'm not too sure. I don't – like I said, I don't think he's going to be a Penn State winning nine, ten games a season. I don't yeah. think that. But you know, uh, he he's 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 doing good for 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 you know the the period of time that he's been there. Yep, I've been uh, I haven't been overly impressed, but I haven't been o- underwhelmed by him. Uh, and again, yeah. I just think it talks to the level of coaching that there is in the big. There's so many good coaches in the Big Ten, where even if you're would be a great coach in other places in the Big Ten right now, even if you can argue the SEC has more talent when it comes to coaching, it just feels like the Big Ten's at a new level. Especially last year, you had Matt Rule, Luke Fickle, like. Good, Good lord, it's just getting crazy competitive. Well, you know, uh, you know the SEC lost Saban, so I'm I'm not so sure the SEC <laughs> is the SEC anymore. Yeah, uh, you, you know what I mean. Like you, you Saban was that, that was a juggernaut to go through. Now that he's gone, who do you know look at to take things over? I'm not too sure. So I uh, I'm not too sure about the SEC. I, I, they're not as strong as they were. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, real quick, um, as we're we're kind of speaking on the SEC. Uh, obviously, this is an SEC coach, but kind of in part with the coaches moving. Real quick before we continue with this, uh, I want to talk about Bill Belichick. He's going to headline speaker at the Nebraska Exits and Hills Football Clinic. How did they pull that one? <laughs> I, I just thought I had to bring that up because that's incredible. They're getting Bill Belichick to show up for the Exits and Hills uh, Football Clinic. Like, that's uh, a huge win for yeah, Trev Alberts and company. Sure that's going to be, you know, sold out. Um, I mean, even even if you're not 
you know, coaching and everything like that, athletes attend just, you know, to soak up the game. That's knowledge. You know what I'm saying? He's he's been at all levels. You know, he, he's he's went to the highest mountains where where people are trying to go. Uh, there's something that he can talk about. Um, that can re- relate to your life outside of coaching. So yeah, that that that's 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 nice. I don't know mm-hmm. who pulled that off or how it happened, but oh, okay, pulling out the big guns. I see. Yeah, I just thought that was incredible. Like again, it's Nebraska is a well-respected program, but you're not going to think that's the stop for Bill Belichick, at least not right away after not, uh, not getting hired as a coach. You know. <laughs> So that's all. Awesome. First one out the gate. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But real quick before we go on uh, to Purdue, and we're both sitting right now, which is crazy, 5 and 0 when the over and under is 7.5. One from the text line. Again, talking about Brett Belima, AA Ron. Uh, Belima's more worried about stakes than winning, referring to one of his classic comments. But nonetheless, we'll move on here. Next game, first time we actually hit the road, September 28th, Nebraska, West Lafayette. We got Purdue. Win. I want to say win. Purdue is such a... I don't know what they're going to be next year. I don't think they'll be great. So I'm going to go ahead and put in a win. Um, but I, I do wonder if that first road game, what it brings. And Purdue is just kind of curious. I'll be curious to see what that coaching tenure does and see if they can actually build that program up. But I'm going to put it in and as a win as well. And this is where it gets interesting because you're kind of hearing the schedule layout. And again, you don't want to bank on wins. We've lost to Troy. We've lost to Georgia Southern. It's not like these are chalk wins. But it's a nice schedule early on because after Purdue, you come back home for homecoming and you got Rutgers. Wayne. Okay. So now you are we are both sitting at seven wins, or excuse me, eight wins. And we have not too much of the schedule here left. So after Rutgers, you got a couple we, more road games. We we were in these games with terrible QB play and turning the ball over. Mm. So, other than Michigan, I like I'm not so <laughs> I, I you know you you have more experience coming back in the receiver room. Mm-hmm. You have you know more experience in the running back room. You in the transfer portal, and you know your own talent guys that are there. Okay, you have an offensive line that is coming back that is that was young that you know have been in the game. Uh, so I expect them to be a lot better year two, understanding, you know, what people are going on. I mean, you understanding what, you know, the coach is expecting and whatnot. You have a defensive coordinator to where he was probably one of the hottest, you know, guys on the market and decided to come back. So we, you got, we got players that could have left that came back. So yeah. And we should, even, even if he does a quarter better of what, um, you know, of what we had in the, from the quarterbacks last year, that's still three wins more than what we had <laughs> last year. That's that's eight right there. The, that's eight. The problem, the leap that I have a hard time making is it, it doesn't seem to matter who we have as the athletic director, who we have as a quarterback, who we have as the head coach, OC, DC. It's it has been bizarre with the turnovers until I've actually seen it's fixed. I know we have a five-star quarterback coming in. I know we got like all these. We got the wide not, receiver rooms. Neither, neither, neither one of them are, are going to play like that. They'll have growing pains, and that's what I'm expecting. That's why this this whole turnover bugaboo. I don't know. I'm not going to bank on that just going away right away. I wouldn't don't be surprised if it rears its ugly head. He's a he's a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Turnovers are going to happen. Turnovers are a part of football, but I don't think he's going to be three turnovers a game. <laughs> Four turnovers a game, like. 
I'm, I'm willing to bet that. I'll take that bet. I'll bet that too. But my other point is someone else might find a way to do it, whether it's a fumbled punt return. Like I just, it is such a weird culture thing. And that's where I do wonder how much of that is just culture. And we've had that conversation at ad nauseum. Most Husker fan, football fans probably have. Um, I do like what they're doing. I do hope the bugaboos go away, but that's why I still got these guys undefeated at that point. Uh, we still got about four more minutes. Let's see if we can quick get through the rest of these. So after Rutgers, that's home game. We both had wins for there. You head on the road. You got Indiana. And we're getting to win. October 19th, so it's getting colder. Win. Another win for you, another win for me. So we got a win over Indiana as well. Schedule starts getting tougher. Ohio State. Loss. Road. Yep, okay. That's a loss. I'm going to go loss there too. I know uh, they kind of seem to be having some down years, but they're Chip, still you got, you, got Chip, you got Chip Kelly as an offensive coordinator. Good luck. Yeah, and uh, Will Howard from Kansas State transfer QB, which we were looking at. I think he'll fit and play pretty well because he's just a, it's what Ohio State wants. They played a lot of that spread. They'll mix up with the run game. Uh, but Will Howard, smart player, doesn't turn over. Kind of what they had last year in McCord, but even a little better. I, I think he's got better arm uh, and a little better pocket awareness as well. So I think they're going to be upgraded this season. Next game, that's our first loss. UCLA, and that's home game. They're coming to Lincoln, and it's cold. It's November 2nd. I think that's a win. I think it's a win as well. I think uh, that one being at home really really drives it in for me. I'll be curious to see what a lot of these teams that are coming into the Big Ten do when they we, get to these cold games. The 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 guys that say, "Oh, the you know the the Pac-12 is coming over." You got to realize it, it's two different types of style of football. Mm -hmm. um, we typically the Big Ten typically you know matches up pretty well against the Big Ten, uh, other than you know a Washington and uh Stanford when McCaffrey was at Stanford. <laughs> yeah. Um so and even and even after you know he left with Stanford still wasn't even the same thing uh than that. So I mean you USC doesn't even you know really scare me. Like yeah they can put points up but one they couldn't stop you and two when you turn into a physical game uh you know it it equals it out. You know we've I've been on a team where we played UCLA. They got up with, with a first round draft with a first round draft uh first round quarterback they got up 21 points. We still end up coming uh, coming back. I've been, uh, you know, playing against an Oregon team where they got up 21 points on us both times, home and away, and we still managed to come back. So um, just because, you know, they're a better team, it's it's a different ball um, that the Pac-12 got to get used to. Those Pac-12 teams has to get used to with playing the type of football that is played in the Big Ten. Yeah, we'll we'll keep talking about that because we do have one where we go visit one of those Pac-12 teams. So keep that in mind. Let's let's quick wrap this up here. So after UCLA, that's where we do we go visit one of those Pac-12 schools, USC, November sixteenth. But we are out there in Los Angeles, California. I think that's a loss. You got a loss on that one. Okay. Playing at the Coliseum, their home turf. Uh, that's yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't think it. I don't. I don't think it'll be like a blowout or anything like that. But I mean, you do got Lincoln Riley out there, so I mean, you you do got to put up points. Um, that's going to be a good matchup. They got a uh, you know a, a dynamic guy. Uh, uh, he was a true freshman last year. Uh, Palm return guy. I can't think of his uh, last name. I think his uh, first name is Zachariah or something like that. Yep. yep. He's nice. Mm -hmm. uh, so they. I mean, USC is USC. They're they're legit. You still have to worry about them. Yep, two more games left, and for me, this one is a heartbreaker. They ripped the hearts out of us once again. Wisconsin, November 23rd, home in Lincoln. I got a loss for that one. 
Late in the season. Late season. Second last game of the second last game. Next one's Iowa. I'll go loss. <laughs> yeah. Something about Wisconsin. It, it drives me nuts, but I never feel good about that team. They've just, they found a way to edge it out every single year, whether they got it on paper and uh, we're just barely making it to overtime. It, it just every single way. It seems to bounce their way. I hope it's different, but I'm not expecting it to be this year. Last game of the season, Black Friday Win. on Win. the road, Iowa. Win. Win. Not losing at him. Win. Me too. That's a win. We got to go to break, but we'll break down our records on the over and under. Um, if you're paying attention, yes, we both definitely would have bet the over if we're betting people uh, because we have well over seven and a half wins. And if you guys want to join in, 402-464-5685 is the starter Heyman text line. We'll throw it to break here. This is the Don't Punt Hour. We'll talk a little more Husker football on the other side. Don't go anywhere.